Well, in your money today, Carolyn Wright is going to take a dive into the health of the crypto sector here. Good morning, Carolyn. Good morning. Yes, uh, we've got lots going on in the world of Web3 with the WOW Summit happening over the next couple of days. It means all the movers and shakers in space are in town and they include Stefan Lutz, who is CEO of the crypto exchange BitMEX. Thank you for coming in today, Stefan. Hey, good morning. So... The WOW Summit isn't the only event we've seen recently around the Web3 space here in Hong Kong. What do all of those events happening say about the industry coming back to life here? Well, I think it, it says two things. One is, and, and especially the WOW Summit, um, it underlines that Hong Kong wants to regain its position as a crypto hub. And that's supported even by the government by what we have seen. Uh, many people are coming to Hong Kong. We are here too. So for example, our chief commercial officer will be on stage later today. We will see a lot of potential clients and the industry is coming together in Web3 and in crypto because it's interesting to see where things are going. We see what's going on in other parts of the world, namely in the US. And, and we're all eager to develop the industry further and be all part of that ecosystem and hopefully find our homes again here in Hong Kong. Not to forget, Hong Kong was a crypto hub like a couple of years ago already. Yeah, exactly. A fair few firms kind of decided they were going to leave and now they're coming back. And I, I feel that's probably because of the attitude regulators have been taking and, and how they've been working on things to uh, encourage more retail investors possibly. Yes, that's that's one one side of the coin. What we have seen is, but this is a global phenomenon, that, that regulators, lawmakers across the globe need to decide where they are in terms of spurring, supporting innovation and being part of that, right? And many of the bigger regions of this world have, have gone ups, up, up and down about that. And Hong Kong now, our belief and our hope is, is firmly making a stance for crypto, which is good for the industry because it, it, it gives a certain level of reliability and certainty for a couple of years to come so that we really can build something here. So... The last year has been pretty challenging for the industry. You know, we've had headline grabbing news from FTX, just one example. How challenging has it been for companies like yourselves to to handle that? And, and what do you think of the industry's moves to rebuild trust so far? Well, here again, two sides of the coin. And, and the one is the obvious one. Yes, it has been a very challenging year. Volumes in the market have gone down. We have seen a legal scrutiny around the industry, which then forms sentiment for clients and customers. So, but we have weathered that storm pretty well. And we, we believe we are through the valley right now. And we have seen pretty good volumes in January, February, March as well. So, so business is picking up again. We're very happy about that. So, so that is the, the, that's a difficult piece. At the same time, we had a lot of events that weren't building real trust with investors last year, yes. However, if you look at the crypto space, for BitMEX, it was the third crypto winter. We're here for a long time already. We knew that something was due to come. No one knew when. It was bigger than before. But we believe ultimately it's for the good of the industry because it's basically kind of a cleanup, a consolidation process, which might not be finished completely. But for us, 2023 has a positive outlook towards the end of the year. And it's all supported by all the other stuff that's going on in the classical financial world because people are looking for alternative asset classes. 
Yes, and we've had news this week that that banks are looking to giving access to digital assets. How how is that helping build the industry? Because I think, you know, a lot of people have seen the crypto world as getting away from the, the big names that you're familiar with in the traditional finance space. But now those names are getting on board themselves. I welcome that step very much. And, and, and we're keen to see what that actually means. Whereas as a firm, as BitMEX, we are not too reliant on, on, on classical banking rails. We are a derivatives exchange. So you come to BitMEX when you already are in crypto. So, so for us, the whole shakeup, especially in the US, uh, with the loss of banking rails for many firms under US dollar wasn't a particular problem, frankly. We have prepared ourselves for something like that already last year. So so that's good. But for the overall industry and for a hub like Hong Kong, that's really interesting because it provides a, it's called a fiat on-ramp, meaning if you have Hong Kong dollars or any other fiat currency and you want to go into crypto as a retail investor, and if the banks will really support this, they now can do it in a legitimate and legal way which is something that people are looking for, especially in this part of the world. So, so it really has the potential to, to spur and grow the industry further here. So we talked a little bit about Hong Kong's regulators working on new um, rules for the industry. How would you say the attitude here compares to Singapore? Because you've got a lot of experience there as well. <laughs> and you're based in Singapore. Yes. <laughs> so I, I, I need to be cautious here. <laughs> no, what 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 you have or what you could say. I, from my point of view, is that both cities take a different stance on that. Um, Singapore has been more critical about crypto recently in the last year because of the events, which most probably, I believe, is due to the fact that they are concentrating on institutional players. So if there is a risk, it's really huge. And we have seen that. We have seen um, um, insolvencies of big crypto players and even kind of semi-scandals in Singapore. And that's why they, they became much more skeptical about that. I mean, they have access for retail investors in crypto in Singapore if you're a local. So that's not a problem. So, so But they have gone from a very neutral stance, welcoming business um, to a bit more critical. I think Hong Kong actually is the reverse. I mean, if you have seen where Hong Kong was in 2020, 2021, 2022, they have been very critical about crypto. Now they're opening up again. So in the long run, they might be pretty similar with a heavier focus of Hong Kong for retail investors and maybe a little bit more institutional business, which is closer to the classical banking world in Singapore. Uh, Hong Kong is much more an asset management hub, um, um, managing, and this is what you see in the WOW Summit as well, managing private money that really looks for alternative investments. And they're more professional in that regard, more risk friendly, uh, whereas Singapore is a little bit more risk averse. So for investors themselves, you know, trust has been pretty heavily shaken over the last year. What would your top tips to be for someone who is considering investing in digital assets or already has and is just thinking, you know, how should I be doing this better? Mm -hmm. Well, one is don't go all in. I mean, that's just as any professional investor, you don't put all the eggs in one basket. So, so, so see what you can afford and start trying, right? Building up gradually, creating momentum, not saying, okay, I have, let's say my all, 
all of my funds are now in Bitcoin. Ah, that's maybe not a good idea. So then second one, look for, for quality assets. So in the crypto space in particular, or digital assets as broader space with NFTs, you have a lot of stuff that might be fun, but you really need to get into it. So do your due diligence or go for the blue chips. And the blue chips in the crypto space are Bitcoin and Ethereum and a couple of others. I mean, that's pretty easy to find out. Then who to pick and choose to do your investment. And here I really recommend look at players who are there for longer than one or two years. Maybe some that have been through a crypto winter already, because as I said, it's the third time. It's, it's not a new phenomenon. And the ones that have weathered more than one storm are most probably the ones who are very legit, safe, that take care of safety for customer assets as we do. So we have been one of the first crypto exchanges. We always have been liquid. We always have been innovative. Most of the structure of the derivative space in crypto has been built by BitMEX. And we always segregated assets of clients. I mean, we provide the so-called proof of reserves and proof of liabilities to all of our customers. That basically means you can look into our books twice a week in real time. Right? And you can do that yourself. I mean, not everyone wants to do it, but you can. So we are really showing to the market where we are and how they can trust us. Others have followed suit. So I would, I would recommend looking at that. So how long are people in business? How much have they weathered or how many storms have they weathered? And are they transparent about what they do? Is it just comms or is it really substance behind that? And then you can try. Okay, so it's all about doing your due diligence. I hope you have a great time in Hong Kong for the summit <laughs> today. Thank you so much for joining me. That was Stefan Lutz, CEO of BitMEX. Thanks, Stefan, and thanks, Caroline.